friends, welcome back to our Endurance Race podcast. I'm excited to share the second part of my conversation with Katie as we continue to talk about her journey to grace, understanding grace, and giving grace to others, as well as being a light. So join me as I finish my conversation with Katie. Start of the journey towards Christ and what he really wanted for me. <laughs> Do you want to elaborate on kind of how it was growing up, like what a typical sermon would look like, or how you felt grace was almost taken away from you in a way instead of given? Right. Yeah. So a lot of sermons were very geared towards every time I would leave, I would feel this guilt and shame. And so growing up, it was a lot about. You know, I would only wear skirts and dresses and I would have to make sure I only listened to certain kind of music. And so the sermons were very more like outward, like outward things. So the emphasis, you would say that, no, we're for grace and love. Mm -hmm. But what was always brought forth was more of the things, the outward things, the things I needed to work on. So it was a constant leaving, feeling beat up instead of leaving, feeling like you were loved. (laughs) Yeah. And of course there's sin that is preached and just like that's why I love you know where we go now is because it's a good it's a perfect balance you go through the scripture and read you know still what's things that you need to hear from God's word but um it's not like sometimes things were put on as this is specifically what God says mm. but it was more of a standard that they you know so had been passed a, down so it was <laughs> almost like a long list of rules that you needed to follow yes in order to be pleasing to God right Right. Yeah, that was the majority of it. And so, you, like I said, then I would always feel like I, I had to make sure I was living up to those rules. So this was before I moved. But I remember um, having this thought of like people who weren't in the church we went to or whatever, people just around. And I remember feeling like I felt so um, like I couldn't relate. Mm-hmm. I couldn't relate with them really in any way. Because all I knew was the people in my church because, you know, my friendships that were, you know, whatever. But I felt like that can't be right. Like, you know, I should be able to relate and be able to speak with others. But I always felt like because things blocked like that. I felt like the standards, the rules kind of been a block with that. Mm -hmm. And so I remember reading through the Gospels and how Jesus, you know, was part of all all of that and with the sinners and would sit with the sinners and would do these things. And even the lady who came to, who they brought the lady to Jesus, you know, who um, had committed adultery. And then he said, you know, he told her, go about and don't do that again. It's not like he didn't confront the sin, but, um, but he also told everyone else, you know, cast the first stone if that's, you know, nobody did that because so yeah, just uh, realizing that I needed to be able to be more approachable. I, I, I wanted, my desire, my heart was to reach people and right. to get to know people. But I felt like there was this barrier that yeah. I just couldn't, people were just like, what? You know, right? like, <laughs> that prevented you from actually reaching people, it which is what we're called to do. Right. You know, that, like the Great Commission. Right. Exactly. And, and even if that was just all in my mind, you know, maybe it was myself blocking myself from like being like, you can't do this, you know, but I don't know. I really think that the Lord knew that that was my timing for me to be like, okay, well, there's some things you're doing that you don't need to be under. You don't need to be under these laws and these things. Like you can have more freedom in your Christian life and have victory and be able to relate more with people and and reach them. And I really believe he knew that that was, my heart wasn't to just 
do what I want to do and just, I don't care. And I just leave everything and be mm-hmm. gone. And I do remember like when I would search the scriptures and find things, I do know there was a time where I was almost like, okay, what do I even believe? Mm-hmm. Like what, I mean, is, is this even true? You know? So going back to really the foundation or the, what, who is Christ and what did he do for me? And like just having to go all the way back to that and then build from there on what does it really look like to be a Christian and to, wow, yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's still a journey. It's still things I'm <laughs> learning and growing, but I'm so thankful. There's so much, like I could even talk about like, um, being in church. I was the only piano player. Usually I would do choir, all the specials. I was in charge of doing all the specials. And so I was always up there having to be doing that. And when we moved, I was like, I don't want to be a part of that anymore because I knew in my heart times where it was just like, it was just pride. It Mm -hmm. was just like, you know, and I think anybody who has talents like that, you can fall into pride because you're out there showing forth, you know, and Mm -hmm. so you really have to check your heart. And that's one of the reasons why I was like, when I go to Calgary, I don't want to do anything. I'm like, I'm not being up there. I'm so glad. I mean, God used the church so much in my time of worship with him. Mm-hmm. Like I'd never experienced worship like that mm-hmm. where I could just not even realize, like I wasn't concerned. I wasn't so self-aware. Oh yeah. And I think that was a huge thing. You're mm-hmm. always self-aware of, am I doing things right? You know, I didn't feel that, you know, I felt that it was just a grace and love and I could go be myself and I could go there and just worship God and just close my eyes and think there was nobody else in that room, but God and me, you know, right. and just, I never, ever had that. And it was so liberating. Is that the word? But whatever it was, it was just wonderful. And so I was like, I just don't, I don't need to be a part of I'm part of this, you know, but anyway, so then, um, the worship leader came to me and she was like, Hey, we're in need. Can you pray about this? And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, you know, but, um, but isn't that how it goes though? <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I started serving there, someone's like, I need you to help serve. We, we, there's a need. And I was like, um, oh, okay, I'll pray about it. And thinking at the time where I was then I was like, God's going to tell me, Oh girl, you've got too much going on. You don't have to do that. Your plate's full. He's going to sit down. And then, um, the message was brought that day and I came back and to that same person was like, um, Okay, I will be helping you now. <laughs> They're like, great, I knew you would. They hand me this stuff. Yeah. But it was such a blessing to me after I started helping, even though I thought in my head, I have too much. I am not ready. I am not in a place where I want to do this. But God's like, take your folder and watch this. And it was such a blessing. And I, I was teaching with the little kids. So even to be in there with the little kids, um, yeah. God blessed me through that. Mm-hmm. But there is such a freedom when you get God's grace and you understand his love for you. He's that chain breaker that we mm, sing about, you know? And, yeah. and it's almost like the shackles have been torn off and you are free and you are liberated. Yes. And you're not doing it for people pleasing because that was a lot of what I had done. Because then things can become a burden. Or things can be like, oh, it's just another thing to add to my list. And right. I'm so burdened down by all these other things. And now I have to go do this, you know? But when you realize God's grace and love and like, it's something that it's not a burden, you know? And a lot of times when I grew up, it was a lot of what I was doing because I wanted to please the people. Right. And it wasn't about God, you Mm -hmm. know? And so that's a huge, huge switch. Um, Knowing that I'm not here. I don't please men, please God. I can't think of what that verse is. (laughs) That's in the New Testament. But anyways, and then 
now, so now being on the worship team now, you know, I can just, the, I'm like, Lord, sometimes I don't even know why I'm here or why you called me to even do this, you know, but every single time it's such a change in my heart and mm. I feel it. And I'm like, I don't even, I don't keep, even really get nervous. Like I do ahead of time, but when I'm sitting down, it's like God takes it away. You know, I'm just like, Lord, I'm empty. Just fill me. And it just takes away. And it's like no one else is there again. And it's just me and the Lord. And that's something I'd never had. Well, praise God. I, would. I know. That's, so, so, that's awesome. It is. He's amazing on how he can change hearts, you know, oh, and yeah. change lives. And I mean, and you can change someone's t-shirt. You might even can change their mind. But I've tried to change a few hearts and I have <laughs> yet to be successful. You cannot change someone's heart, but you can pray for them and God can do a work in their life. Right. And when you see that prayer answered, you're like, wow, God, I should have gave this to you a long time ago because I was trying <laughs> way too hard. You know? Right, right. Um, yeah, definitely. And that's what I pray for the for my kids like all the time is, Lord, get their hearts, like help their hearts to long yeah. for you. Since my kids were born, I have prayed, God, make them ambassadors for your kingdom. Mm. Now it's reveal yourself to them so they know you, mm. so that they are ambassadors. And now as they get older, I know they're not they're not too old now, but they're, you know, 7 and 10. It's never too early to start praying for no, their future yeah. spouses. Right. And I was like, send them the the person they need to marry, the right person the first time around. Let that yeah. person be after your heart first, God, and my kids heart second, and let them work together to bring glory and honor to your name, to further your kingdom, to make heaven full. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. And and that at the end of the day, that's what matters. Right. Is that we share our relationship with Christ with our children. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be a astrophysicist? Maybe not. You know, are they going to go to the moon? Mm, probably <laughs> not. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, does it matter? Right. No, it doesn't. It matters what what we leave behind to them, what our legacy is to them is our walk with Christ right. and what they see in us. And they need to see real, you know, mm-hmm. and, and not a fake and be being vulnerable. You know, we talk about that is being vulnerable and being real sometimes. We talk about it, but I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Don't like doing it sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. But um, how that it's important, you know, because that's what a lot of yeah, you don't be, you don't talk about the things. Yeah. You just go to the Bible and you pray. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. really, that's how we mentor other people. That's how we yeah. share real life. That's how, you know, God puts his love in us that we're to be a light and to shine that light out into the world of darkness. Mm-hmm. And maybe your friend lives in light, but they've had a dark day and you've got to be able to be there for it. Right. Um, and my kids, I want them to see me in real life, in my relationship with Christ. I mean, they know I do a bunch of things and, and this and that. But I have I've decided that I will start my day, and it doesn't matter if I have to push off the rest of my schedule. My day starts with Christ. And that is reading, and that is praying. So my prayer time is in my bathroom. <laughs> and if I'm in there, the kids have now learned when they come to interrupt me, Mom, are you praying Aww. or are you just in the bathroom? I'm like, I'm praying. I'll be out later. You know, yeah. So they know. And That's I've awesome. even, um, early on, the youngest, he, um, he kept on, Mom, Mom, I need you. I need you. And I was like, okay, I'm praying. So then I brought him into the bathroom with me to pray with me. Oh, this man. is what I sat here and do. And so he had a better <laughs> understanding of, oh, Mom's in here praying. And um, 
they so you can see it. They joke that I need a sign on the door that says, you know, <laughs> mom's praying, leave her alone. You know, even my husband's like, were you praying? Or like, where did you go? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think it's important to, to one, make time to do that. And mm-hmm. two, to show your your kids and your spouse. There's times that I start my day with that, but I'm going to be like, I need to go to the prayer closet now, and it's right after dinner. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going back. Right. <laughs> and my husband's like, were you praying? I was like, yes, I was praying. <laughs> yeah, that is so important. And I still feel like I'm still learning that, like being vulnerable. And sometimes I feel like I can be so closed off, yeah. you know, and that's something I really pray that the Lord continues to help me to especially with my kids, to be more open. Mm-hmm. And to me, sometimes it's easier to just be in my own little space, you know, but yeah. that's not where you influence people. Right. It's not I think else. that goes back to sometimes we don't want to be vulnerable because we don't want to be judged. Right. But if you know who you are in Christ, right. who cares what anyone else thinks? <laughs> yeah. It's like, and I go through waves oh, of that. You know? <laughs> I think there are moments for all of us. Yeah. Um, you know, there may not be big crashing waves of, oh, this day I am, but this day I'm not. There's times when you're like, mm, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I don't feel it today. Right. But there's also certain moments where you're with different people or different things and you're like, oh, this is not the time to share. Right. Maybe later. Or maybe if I'm one-on-one with this person or this does not seem like a place I should share because of whatever. Like the Holy Spirit gives you discernment, you know? Yeah, I think that's totally true. Sometimes you feel like more comfortable, you know, knowing that it's a safe place and safe person (laughs) I like to talk to. And, um, but yeah, I do believe though, that is important thing to help. And that was one of the things too, that we longed for is just wanting, um, that real relationship with people that we can grow together in the Lord, you know, with, Mm -hmm. And not, I think the biggest thing was is because we would feel judged if we right. did open up or we would have a sermon preached about us, you know, or about oh, the yeah. thing. And yeah. nobody wants to sit through that. That's kind of embarrassing. And, and when it's a small place and people know who you're talking to, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's really hard. So um, that keeps you. And then you're like, okay, I'm never going to share that again. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. So but it's so weird that growing up like that and having that and then coming here and just having the relationship with different people. Sometimes I expect that because of my past, but then it doesn't happen or something and, or somebody gives me grace and I expect them to be like really mad at me or like all those things. And it's like, it's like a breath of fresh air. Like it's like, wow, that's what grace is, you know? And just like wonderful. And that's why it's so important that we understand grace, give grace to ourselves and give grace to others. Because when we learn something and are able to pass that along, when we pass that grace on, when we pass that love on, like I don't think I would be where I am today we kind of grew up a little bit similar, not in the fact I always wore dresses or only listened to whatever music, but in the fact of grace wasn't taught. Mm -hmm. It was a long list of rules that you needed to follow basically. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm like, okay, you give me a set of rules and I'll try to do my best, you know, but perfection always eluded me. Mm -hmm. It always eluded me. Mm -hmm. And I struggled with that in high school Till I got to college, and then that's where I'm like, okay, well, if I can't do it, then I'm just, you know, right. just forget it. Right. But I wouldn't be where I am today if someone didn't step into my life and be willing to wait on me to be vulnerable, to wait on me to build that relationship with me, and to be like, you know what, I'm here for it. And I'm like, mm, no, you're not, because nobody else has ever been. Right. You know, or no, you're not. I'm not going to share that with you for an entire year. 
They're like, oh, let's be transparent. I hate that word. <laughs> like, I hated it so much. I was like, if they told me transparent one more time, I'm literally, my eyes are going to get stuck in the back of my head from rolling them so hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they came and they stayed. And what they did was they had a, they had the knowledge of grace. They have been able to find out what grace was, mm -hmm. to give grace to themselves, and they gave grace to me. Right. Even when I thought I didn't deserve it, and surely gave them reasons to leave. I mean, looking at somebody and be like, I don't need your help, is a pretty good indication that you could walk away and nobody would judge you. Right. But they stayed. And that's what Christ does with us, is he stays, and he's yes. there. Christ and that's what makes a difference when we get grace, when we understand God's love, it is our responsibility to be the light. And that's what the light looks like. And right. because someone was the hands and feet of Christ, they let his light shine through them. Mm -hmm. That's made a, all the difference in me. Yeah. And because they touched my life, think of how many lives they've touched just because they touched my life and they were willing to roll up their sleeves to stand beside me through the fire through my fiery trials that I was going through at the time mm -hmm. and to be like I know that this seems like a mess but I'm here for it I'm here for the mess yeah. and I was in a better place when I met you so I was able to reach out to you and then I don't know how many lives you've touched or because I'm in a better place now and more and connected to the Holy Spirit because they looked at me and said Christy you've lost your first love mm -hmm. And I was thinking, first of all, no, I haven't. And second of all, I don't know, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? And so I, I acted like I didn't think about it, but I thought about it the rest of the day. And I was like, huh, well, maybe a longer than that. Maybe about a week. I was, I was still thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? They're, they're right. Yeah. And it was because they demonstrated Christ's love in my life that gave me an opportunity and pointed me back to the Heavenly Father. Right, yeah. And so you don't know when you're, when you are vulnerable, when you are willing to right. stand in that gap with someone and to be there, what difference that's gonna make. Absolutely, and when you're showing people that grace, you know, because um, talking about when, you know, we first got to know each other and stuff, and I remember when, maybe it was when I had ran with you some, and then like I, didn't in the mornings anymore or whatever you know and I remember a text you'd send or maybe you told me I don't remember but how that you're like I am not just going to be a friend if you do the things I like I accept you the way you are and all those words that were exactly what you know I needed because I still had lived with oh no she's not going to want to be my friend anymore if I don't do these things you know and stuff and that was one of the things I would tease when we were looking for a church and I told my husband I was like you know what I'm just going to walk into a church and I'm going to say, I am an absolute mess and I'm terrible. And so then I'm just I'm wide in the open and then yeah. I can just be whoever and the Lord can transform it. You know, I don't have to live with some shield of perfection, you know? Yeah. And I think that that goes back to God knows all about it. And right. I'm just sitting there waiting for you to be like, I'm a mess. Yeah. You're right. And so my <laughs> daily prayer is, you know, God, here I am. I surrender my life to you because I think a lot of times it's a daily thing. Here I am. I surrender this day to you. I surrender my marriage to you. I surrender my kids to you. I surrender my heart to you. You know, whatever it is, take it and make it what you will. Equip me for it. And because I pray that, there's been different things that come up. And honestly, I joke with one of my friends, it is the grace of God that we get anything done. Because people look at us and they're like, 
how do you guys do that? I'm like, grace of God. I was like, right. there is no room for pride because I can tell you, I can't do it on my own. There's, there's absolutely no way that anything gets done right apart from God's grace. It's so true. Yeah. And there's so many times where like days where there would be things where I would be like, okay, start my day, Lord, just surrender to whatever. And, um, it would be like the busiest day or whatever, but it would be the most productive day I'd ever have. And I'd be like, I have no idea how that happened, yes. but I just know, I mean, it was the Lord, <laughs> like, totally. And, and there's been uh, times I've, like, there is there is no amount of logic that makes sense right. that I can accomplish what I've got to do today. Like, I cannot be here and get here on time. And somehow I'm like, God, you hold the whole world in your hands, even time. And somehow, grace of God, I make it on time. Right. Or it's like one minute past, I'm like, ah. Oh, that's on time enough for me. You know? <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, just... He does. He works it out, though, right? When you just give your life to him. Like, he is in control. Like, yeah. he can help you. Yeah. <laughs> like, he can make the things happen. So, and I think yeah. um, a lot of times people are reluctant. They're like, oh, well, they don't want to surrender and leave it. I know that we did an exercise um, a couple of times with some backpacks and weights because <laughs> I like a visual thing. But there's so many times that we fill up our backpack or whatever you want to call it, your bag, with all the weights, all the burdens, and you carry it, and you carry it, and you carry it, and you carry it, and God's like, when are you going to lay this down? Like, you didn't have to carry this. And then there's sometimes we're like, okay, I'll put it down. And you're supposed to put it at the foot of the cross, and you're supposed to leave it. And we're like, okay, here you go. And then next thing you know, you're like, but I'm going to, like, take, take it, it back. back. <laughs> I'm going to pick it back up. And God's like, why you can leave that here right like it's all it's done yeah. like you can leave that in my hands I love visuals and that's funny that you say that because I was actually just talking to the kids not too long ago in our morning little opening with school and talking about how because we're reading this book about how much your mind and just like toxic thoughts and how that God can transform your mind mm -hmm. and things like that and so that how that if you live in a negativity or a negative mind, you know, and you're constantly negative. And we were talking about how you can take these things, burdens you have or like um, unforgiveness or like things like that and take it to the Lord. And so I told the kids, I was like, I have to sometimes just visualize myself carrying those things and putting them down at the cross and just walking away, you know, just having right. that visual is like. It's helpful, you know, because yeah. you kind of feel like, okay, yeah, it's left. God, you have it, you know. But, yeah, it's very good and very true. <laughs> well, I think, I think that there's always that journey of faith. There's always a journey of growing. And there, you know, we're not going to be complete until we get to heaven. Right. You know, so it's always a learning experience. And I think it's awesome to come and share. And as bad as I don't like the word, be vulnerable and transparent <laughs> with people. But, you know, once I really, honestly, though, I, I joke, but when I really surrendered my life and I'm like, I know who I am in Christ, here, I'll openly tell you, this is my stuff, and if it helps you, if you relate to that, then that's good. Then it's done what it's supposed to. Right. Because all the things you go through in life are not for just void. Right. It, it, you know, God uses those things that you go through in life to reach other people to grow you because mm -hmm. God's after your heart. Just like you said, it's not your outward appearance. Right. It's, it's your heart. Yeah. And God is a God who's after hearts. Right. And I really think that, um, he's in a place right now. So when people are in a place that they need their heart healed, mm -hmm. they just need to call out to God and be like, this hurts. Yeah. 
Right. I, I need you to heal me yes. now. And being vulnerable with God, because yeah. that is something too. It's like just we like said, pouring it all out. He already knows. Exactly. Like, but a, saying it out loud. Yeah. You know, just saying like yeah. this and this and this. He was and just, this. I was waiting for you to come to me. Right. Exactly. And I think that sometimes we don't come to God with the little things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, God, this person really hurt my heart today. And God's like, I know. I know, child. I know. And you can try to just give that over to him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, help me heal my heart. And, you know, I may never get a sorry or, or whatever, but right. just work on my heart and heal that. Yeah. And so reminding ourselves to God in the little things yeah. so that he can work on the little things and they don't become big things. Right. You know, where we're coming to God and like, oh, I'm so angry and bitter and mad when we should have came to him a lot sooner with the little things. Right. And God's like, I was just waiting for you to come to me. I already knew. Yeah. So there's healing. That's where his grace is. And you're able to get through that because of his grace for you is like, yeah. And that's where God steps in and he starts to heal. Mm -hmm. And it's through that grace and through through knowing who you are in Christ that you're able to grasp that concept and to give grace to yourself and impart grace to others and really be the light, which we're called to be. We're called to be this light, you know? And it's not just... Words, because like you, like you just said, grasp. I think that's the biggest thing, is because I could hear things all my life about mm-hmm. God's love. I've heard about grace. I've heard lots of verses that I was even reviewing again. You know, I'd heard that, but it's such a difference to not only know something but to have it in your heart and mm-hmm. really grasp that. Yeah. And I think that is like something that is like missing from a lot of people is just like that grasp of God's grace. And yeah, it's a hard and work. I think sure. that God may send you into someone's life to show them that love and grace so they can grasp it because that's what happened to my life. Right. And I thought the other day, you know, um, we are supposed to be the light and I pray for people. Sometimes I've even told you this before that I've prayed for people and I'm like, God, I know that I can't reach these people maybe because it's distance, maybe because it's um, whatever, but send your children of light that's all over this world into these specific people's lives to Mm -hmm. do a work. And then it hit me the other day, you need to be the light because someone, somewhere, is praying that you would be the light, <laughs> that you would be the light right. in their family member's life. So mm-hmm. be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and be able to take those moments that He gives you to be mm-hmm. the light. Mm-hmm. When, when you've grasped the concept, when you know God's love, when He is your Lord and Savior, when He is Lord of your life, and you know grace, and you know these things, and you have this freedom, mm-hmm. it is your responsibility to share it, to, to share go it. out to be the Great Commission, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you want others to, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. So what else, Katie, do you think there's anything else that we haven't covered that you would like to share today? I just know that I'm still on this journey, and God is a good, faithful God, and that we can believe, we can believe his word. It's true. It's the living word. And like what he says is truth. (laughs) And um, he can give you that freedom in your heart and your life. If you struggle with those kinds of things that God's grace, it's not something that only some people have or some people get. And you just have to dredge along and do your best. (laughs) But that you can have that relationship with him too. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I agree. Um, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you. It was awesome. We'll me. definitely have to have you back. This was such an easy uh, oh, conversation to have. Yeah. We get to talk with each other and being good friends and talk about our Jesus. So right. that was really easy. And um, 
Yeah, we did. Him glory is always fun to do. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So I'll thank you, and we'll talk again real soon. Okay, uh, thank all you. Right. Love <laughs> you, friend. Love you. Hey, friends. We've already talked about how much I like to run and how much I like to run outside. One of my favorite products is the Knox Gear Light-Up Vest. As I've mentioned before, they last a long time, and they've personally kept me and my gal pal safe when we run in those early morning hours. As the days are getting shorter and we are experiencing more dark outside, it's important to be visible and seen. So head over to Our Endurance Race on Instagram, give a like to my page, and go to the link in the bio and check out all the products Knox Gear has to offer. You'll be glad that you did. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and we'll see you back here next time. Mm-hmm.